Hey everyone, and welcome. This is Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop, pop culture. We are a geek podcast for geek cu- culture. So, are you ready to get your geek on? Sit back, relax, put on that Ninja Turtle onesie, warm up those chimichangas. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pop, pop X Cast. You are listening to Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. Here we go! Pop X Cast. I was born in it, molded by it. Pop X Cast. <laughs> Excelsior, and that is Mr. Stanley welcoming us in, as always, each and every show here to Pop X Cast. I want to say a huge hello to our friends over in the YouTube live chat. Man, the chat is blowing up. I look away for one second and I've got an entire page of comments here. But we have the entire team of Pop X here tonight. All four of us are present and accounted for. What's up, Austin? What's up, Lindsay? I know Mike is in the background, but he'll be back here soon. So, what's new? What's going on, Austin? What's well? First and foremost, Austin just hit eighty thousand. On <laughs> how does that make you feel, Austin? I get all tangly just thinking about it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm grateful, well, man. I'm I'm very grateful. It's it's been a long. Wow road but i've got a great community over there on my page man i I love the people they're the entire reason i'm there and it's just it's it's a fun gig that's awesome man that is awesome and you know you hit eighty thousand, and i know that you and uh what is it a3 video is that did i get that right three c three c video i'm so sorry three c if you're watching this please forgive me but uh (laughs) i saw you guys doing a little live stream there just to celebrate the fact that you hit eighty thousand milestone that's a freaking huge deal, and I do believe that he's going to get a hundred thousand well before the year's over with. I'm predicting before July. Yeah. I'm predicting before July, bro. I'm I just said telling last you. Last year, I was looking at some kind of like YouTube calculator thing at the beginning of last year. Oh boy! And it predicted that I would hit a hundred k by 2024. And I told Madison, I'm like, why do you think I can? 2024. What it said, and I was like, "Do you think I can do it?" And and she reminded me of that the other day, and she's like, "You remember that stupid calculator we looked at?" And she was like, "You beat the calculator," and I'm like, "Yes, I beat Heck the yeah, calculator." You did. <laughs> so I don't think the calculator actually um, implemented the human uh, drive 
you know yeah, you forgot I about the so. you forgot about that whole little part there but uh yeah well that's awesome yeah. that is so awesome man congratulations on eighty thousand. Lindsay badger it's good to have you back for for what is it three weeks in a row now you've I know, joined three weeks in a row we're making it a trend this is this is fan this, this is, is trending. this is bloody fantastic baby this is this is amazing well i i kind of like you guys so i just keep coming back <laughs> oh seriously i don't know why i keep taking my brutal punishment every week <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just keep keep on going. I, I like this. I love you guys. Oh, I love you too. I love you guys. Just keep so going. Just keep Aww. going. It's great. It's That's good sweet. for me. All right. I want to say a huge shout out to some of the amazing, crazy peoples over in the YouTube chat room. What's up, Alex Lopez, Darth Baca, Spider Dark, and we got Mr. John Poffenbarger here hanging out with us as well as a host of others. Join us at popx.live if you want to get on this live conversation as we are streaming. You can interact with us in real time. It's kind of a cool thing, and so uh, we're going to get this show kicked off here. Austin Burke, do your duty, sir. Duty. I said duty. Hi, welcome to PopX, and uh, where science fiction meets pop culture. I am the Appalachian geek at heart. I need to make that a thing elsewhere, right? That's just yeah, here. No, that's, I need to make that a thing on my yeah, channel. That, that needs to be you. It. That's, that's you, man. It's good, dude. That's me. Um, uh, we'd like to welcome everyone for joining us live in the PopX.live chat room. Come hang out with us and join the conversation at popxcast.com. If this is your first time tuning into PopX, the first 20 minutes or so, uh, we run down the headlines since our last show and then dive into the show topic at the halfway point. And this show, if you're a Marvel fan, mm. is about to be big, Joseph. It is going to blow some minds tonight. I've been so excited to be able to talk about this, and I've actually been kind of brushing up on some of my um, comic book canon lore as well. So I'm pretty excited to talk about all things multiverse. I'm pretty excited to talk about all things Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4, which is just amazing. We'll, we'll be unpacking that here just a little bit later. But I'm Joseph Burke, Central Florida season comic book nerd and retro enthusiast. Now, we're a part of an amazing network of the creative collectives from a vast expanse known only as the Creative Multiverse. Now, this network of creatives is lightly sprinkled with talent that surpasses even what our own imaginations could even fathom. For more information on the Creative Multiverse, visit Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the creative multiverse. We kind of made that simple for you people that don't like that. So we're eager to see what creative talents that lie within you. And I just want to let you guys know that uh, we are almost finished with this year's annual Art You Weary. This is our second annual Art You Weary Challenge. And we are on day 24 today. And so today's word, I do believe, is plunge. So um, that is a word that artists has got to be able to interpret that word in their own way. And um, it's really cool to see everybody's perspective, see their submissions, and see some pretty awesome artwork. If you want to see their artwork, come and join us at the Creative Multiverse. Get on Facebook groups. Just search for the Creative Multiverse. Click join. We'll add you right in, and you can you can see this pretty awesome artwork that uh, these people are creating. It's a pretty cool place to hang out. I, I think it is. Yes. 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 Well, yes, it is. Well, um, yeah. I always seem to forget to actually introduce myself. I, maybe I'm just out of habit or something. So we're just going to do that right now. My name is Lindsay Badger, your favorite geeky yoki. All right, we're done. <laughs> then you can roll the credits. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Did, nobody nobody sure isn't even paying attention to the pop X down below. No, no, we're done. <laughs> I'm loving it. 
that, by the way. That's perfect. Oh All my right. God. So um, if you guys missed That's our awesome. last episode, episode 113, we broke down, put it back together, and then rated and reviewed Cobra High. If you guys haven't checked out that show, highly recommended. Um, make sure you go over to our official website at popxcast.com for that episode and all of the other great shows from our past, all in the collective archive, all there for you to just binge watch to your heart's content. Oh, yes. It's so yeah. good. My goodness gracious. There is just so much uh, that we've done. We've done several series. I just want to share this right quick. Origin stories, where we talk about the origin stories of some of the crazy uh, characters that are in, in whether it's DC or Marvel. Um, and so there's some interesting stuff on there. If you guys want to dive into that, we have a playlist set up on our YouTube page. And it's just, you just find the playlist origin stories. So we're hoping that, uh, you know, you guys can dive into that and explore some when we're not broadcasting as well. Very educational for the nerdies. It's quite a resource if you say. Edumacation. I want to be edumacated. Well, guys, after tonight's show, after we get done recording and you learn all the things that you need to learn for this week, make sure you go over to either Google Play or iTunes after tonight's show and click on that subscribe button. And you can catch up on some shows while you're there if you wish. But more importantly, we'd really love it if you could give us a good review. Maybe five stars if you so feel like it. Maybe say something kind in the comments. <laughs> that would be super great. We highly appreciate all of the love. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I need to take the pace away from <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. No. Five Bernies. I'm we want to be rated five. I'm Bernies. trying to count five pieces of dust on the microphone. I and I found it. My mom says I'm special. <laughs> anyway. Oh, gee whiz. That's awesome. Yes, please leave us a review. And I actually was looking at some of the reviews the other day over on uh, Apple and the Apple Podcasts, and I had no idea people have been leaving us comments. Mm. And I'm like, that's a nice little surprise. You log in and you see it and you're like, oh, these yeah. people are awesome. So all that aside, we're going to go ahead and dive into the news this week. And then we're going to save a bulky portion of the show for the MCU Phase 4. Don't go anywhere. News is coming up. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is Pop X News. Coming to you live right here on Pop X Cast. <laughs> I have no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but the fact he's down here is even better. <sighs> I'm sorry I'm in rare form tonight. It's good. It's a good thing. I took my supplements today. <laughs> <laughs> I took my vitamins, if you will. Face, face when you did that, it was just, just shaking. I just left it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, well, anyway, go Bucks. And we're oh. live. Uh, the Bucks are uh, going to the Super Bowl today. Now, I'm not as well versed on who is winning the um, the other game. I don't really Last care. I checked, it was the Chiefs by a lot. Are you serious? <laughs> so, the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, looking like the Chiefs. Well, you know, there is that. So I want to say go Bucks. I mean, I am in Orlando, Florida, and that is our one of our home teams, if you will. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to uh, congratulate the home team on a good win and the GOAT uh, on another probably ring he'll add to his collection of seven. Um, so that uh, is just ridiculous. Anyway, uh, on that, on the cusp of this week, I want to share some news that, you know, we do broadcasting. I've been in radio for uh, probably close to 20 years and uh, started out on an FM radio station. Then I started doing some podcasts and stuff. But a guy that always I would I would kind of gravitate to was Mr. Larry King. And we had uh, some news this week that he did pass from complications of COVID-19. And um, he was uh, he lived a very fruitful life, but my gosh, how many people he interviewed and and just he was never one of those interviewers that was biased in an opinion or he tried to push an opinion onto the person he was interviewing. He was just asking a simple question and wanting to get a simple answer. And I think that is for me if you're if you're in radio or if you're in media and you're interviewing, that is literally the cusp of what you need to do and how you need to follow. You never want to push an agenda. You just want to ask a simple question and just let that conversation expand there. And Larry King was brilliant at that. So I wanted to pause um, before we hit the news this week and honor him and uh, just an amazing legacy, amazing interviewer, amazing broadcaster all around. So um, far high. You hey, a great legacy and a wonderful benchmark for everyone to strive in, for. Indeed, strive and especially in, I, there will never be another one like Larry King. I will tell you that much. But uh, anyway, uh, moving on this week with the news. In honor of the release of the upcoming Ghostbusters Afterlife, now Hostess is once again embracing the spirit of the franchise by delivering limited edition Twinkies honoring the new film. Mmm. Featuring fruit-flavored filling. Oh, my. This is this is quite... I need to see the graphic on this because as I'm reading this because it's kind of making me hungry. It looks like it's filled with toothpaste. Oh, that does look mm. like Crest, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> Popex is not responsible for nor endorsed by Crest. And anyway. Um, like you <laughs> Squeaky. Fans of the franchise know that this is perfect pairing as the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot also earned an honorary Twinkie as well with those treats featuring a neon green filling and a earning the key lime slime flavor. Now, the releases of the promotional tie-in products also have builds excitement with the new film, which will finally be landing in theaters as it was originally slated to debut last year and now currently holds a June 11th, currently, currently, holds a June 11th release date. Since the writing of the article, Ghostbusters Afterlife release date has been moved Yet again, to November the 11th. So as of the writing of the article, we are now looking at a holiday thing. All right, I want to pause for a second and just share something really cool. Um, in 2016, we did a review of Ghostbusters, by the way, here on Pop X. You can go back and look at that on our archive. But uh, one thing that I'm really excited for, and if they do it, will be the, um, the Ecto Coolers released by High C. I was waiting for you to say um, yes, that. Yes, I, I, I stockpiled <laughs> like a mofo uh, to get my Ecto Cooler. Ecto Cooler for like a year after that movie came out. <laughs> I'm sure my liver was like, what the frick are you doing to me? But um, the, the fact of the matter is I grew up on Ecto Cooler when Ghostbusters, the animated serial, was out in the, in the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah. And um, Ecto Cooler was a huge thing. 
for me, my mom would always drop a little ecto cooler box in my little lunch box, and I would take it to school and I'd drink my neon lime drink. You know, it's you know it's it's nostalgic. It is very nostalgic, yeah. but that's exactly you know that's I, I hope they bring it back, and I hope they don't change anything, don't change the color, don't change the taste. Just give me freaking ecto cooler. Mm-hmm. I can probably pass on the Twinkies though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think my current diet and regimen will allow that. So. Even though it tastes like fruit, do you think you're going to kind of mentally add that minty flavor to it? I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know if I want a crest filled Twinkie. It just call looks it, disgusting. Call it fruity fresh. I don't know. Is it spearmint? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Just look it, at it. What is it? It looks like is Stay Puff like- got all happy up inside the Twinkie. <laughs> thing. Oh, Dear no. God. I just, oh, no. I just went there. I just demolished our <laughs> E rating just then. Uh, for everyone, not anymore. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Wow. Wow. All right. Wow. Go for well, it, you Bert. Guys wanna, you guys want to talk about some Muppets? Yeah, yeah please. Muppets. Thank you. I love Muppets. Let's, All right. It's time to play uh, the music and light the lights because the Muppets are finally bringing their iconic TV series to Disney Plus on Tuesday. Disney announced that all five seasons of The Muppet Show uh, would be coming to the streaming service next month. Fans have been hoping to see The Muppet Show on Disney Plus at some point, uh, given that some of its episodes have been hard to find over the years. They'll finally get the chance to stream the full series on Disney Plus on Friday, February 19th. Um, the Variety Talk series first debuted in 1976 and featured a horde of beloved celebrity guests. Stars that appeared on The Muppet Show included Steve Martin, Mark Hamill, Julie Andrews, uh, Liza Minnelli, Elton John, Alice Cooper, uh, Bernadette Peters, Diana Ross, Gladys Knight, and Gene Kelly. Oh, man, I haven't seen a wow. lot of these episodes. Wow. Uh, it's going to be great to welcome back longtime fans and give a new generation of fans a chance to see how we got our star. They're right. That's going to be awesome for this wow. generation specifically. Uh, how Miss Piggy became a star and so much more. Uh, Kermit the Frog said in a statement today, I'm proud to say it's time to play the music light, the lights, and meet the Muppets on Disney Plus tonight. Uh, and as for <laughs> Stadler Waldorf, uh, the two old guys in the balcony, <laughs> I can only add, sorry guys, but <laughs> here we go again. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna be, I think that's gonna be awesome, man. Like, like the article says, a new generation of fans and then you have those that have been seeking out this content picking back up on the muppets i, I think this is awesome i love I was it elated to hear this news yeah. i am going to be binge watching every single episode <laughs> and i may just make my children do it with me just because it's for educational purposes yeah oh my gosh bring it on i love me some muppets. i'm just so excited that they are one, these old films, some of us, they, we've not seen some of these episodes since they originally aired. Wow. You know, and so you think about it, they're being restored. They're, they're going to be on, on Disney streaming and Disney Plus. I mean, a huge part of my childhood was connected to watching these shows. I mean, I remember so many times Steve Martin would get on there with Kermit the Frog and they would be like, you know, just building banjos and all kinds of crazy shenanigans going on. It's so awesome. Jump in here right quick. Yeah, jump in here caught up in the, the DVD releases, the rest that never came. They released the first three seasons on DVD and then it just disappeared in the wind. Oh, really? So that was, you know, so this is kind of a bonus for me because uh, I'm, I'm missing two seasons, but at least I have the ability to 
stream it. But when they, as soon as the DVDs came out, I jumped on it, and then all of a sudden, season four and five just never happened. Wow. See that? Was, see what I mean? Though there's there's episodes that we saw as a kid and we remember as a kid. We might be able to find a little YouTube clip of it as a kid, but the entirety of the show up until this point, until until Disney releases these, have been lost. So this is going to be awesome, dude. This is going to be great. And it's going to be educational. It was a German company that bought the rights to the TV show, but Disney bought everything else. And they were trying to get the rights back to the show. So apparently they finally got it. They could release everything Muppets except the original show. Yep. And it was when Henson, wasn't it, Mike, when Henson died that the the German company swooped in and got those rights? And Disney has been fighting it ever since? Ever since, yep. yeah, they had all the rights to everything except this show, and uh, thank God, finally they, they <laughs> got a hold of it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Welcome yes. home, Muppets, officially one hundred percent. Now they just need to release the original Muppet Babies, and my my childhood is complete. Muppet Babies is great. I do remember <laughs> Muppet Babies. That's so good. So all right. Good. Shall we move on, boys? We shall. We have more show to do. We do. <laughs> All right. When the news at Warner Brothers planned that Warner Brothers had planned a movie called Wonka, which just was described as a young Willy Wonka and his adventures prior to opening the world's famous chocolate factory had officially been uh, given a release date of March 17th, 2023. Hmm. I've never heard. I don't remember this coming out. This is news to me. All right, so Harry Potter franchise producer David Heyman is still attached, as is writer Simon Rich, who had been working with Heyman on this since 2016. Paddington director Paul King will also step up behind the camera for the project. <laughs> News of the project spread quickly on the internet, and everyone has an idea about what the plot should be and who should star as the candy maker. Following the announcement, news spread that the Spider-Man actor Tom Holland and Dune star Timothy Cham- Chalamet are among the names that the studio are possibly eyeing for the part. Well, I mean... there Austin was so animated during that. I need to hear his feedback on this first, I think. I, I didn't care about anything until you said Paddington director Paul King. And then <laughs> I, I got excited because... It like this, you know, they said the project has been in development for a while and I just didn't care. And uh-huh. then they said Paul King, who directed both Paddington movies. And if you've seen the Paddington movies, oh my God, they're so good. And he's a great writer, a great director. Uh, the fact that they're going for this type of talent, Chalamet, I think, is the better actor than Holland. But Holland has started to prove himself. I saw Cherry. Uh, I, the movie, you know, I can't talk about it yet, but his performance... Tom Holland is electric in that film. So I'm interested to see who gets the role, but hopefully Paul King can bring something to this movie that I maybe wasn't seeing at first because a prequel to Willy Wonka, okay, but if it's written in the way that I think he can write it and direct it in that way, then I think this could have something to it. I think it's really interesting, though, too, because there is this whole backstory. of uh, it, There's this Wonkaverse if you will, there is. that is yeah. out there. And there's, there's, you know, the fact that it's, it's tied, it's, it's, it's half musical, it's half, half, it, it's going back to uh, the old Julie Andrews style of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you think about Sound of Music, et cetera. Um, will they stay true to that form? I don't know. But, you know, there is a backstory where 
you know, the Johnny Depp's version, he left his family and it was his whole fixation on sugar and candy. But after that, when he found Charlie Bucket, you know, he went and got the Loompas. And, and this is all before that. So there's this like 30 year gap in Wonka history. Um, it could be explored. I mean, it could be fun. It could be interesting and engaging. Is it needed? Probably not, but it's probably a fun world to explore if it's done done right. It's an interesting way. Uh, um, they can take that in a very different way than what we probably are even imagining. Because I mean, like you were saying in the Johnny Depp version, he was looking for different flavors and he was marching through jungles and like licking weird stuff. You know, I mean, there could be a whole like yeah. Jumanji angle you could take that <laughs> well let me let me pause for a second and, and and tonight's topic did we really think we wanted a WandaVision show and I'm then just, look I at turn I don't even know if I want a WandaVision show but I'm liking it so far okay that's that is see that's my point exactly we don't know we like it until we yeah. watch it yeah yeah and that's it, the fact it, of the matter to me, it all comes down to it's just how they handle it because we've seen before these big properties. It could it could be an absolute flop. We were talking the Godzilla versus Kong trailer. I mm-hmm. Someone was mentioning it in the comments, and that film I I think has immense potential. But if you don't put the time and and you don't develop that script in the right way, then it's it's going to be a bust. But I, I think you know while my excitement isn't crazy high, I think the talent is enough to get me on board. And like Joe said, I think there's a lot of lore to this that could be explored. And I think that could be interesting. For yeah, sure. I do believe so. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Paul King, um, I mean, you know, if, if everything pans out the way it is, uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, I agree. But beyond that. All right, the last news segment of the week, and we will get into the main topic of our show. Vision viewers can hail Hydra right on time and watch their very own Strucker Watch uh, or uh, actually have time with our own very Strucker watch, as seen on TV. In the episode two of WandaVision, the first original series from the Marvel Studios, the black-and-white screen sitcom cuts out to commercial to advertise a must-have accessory, a Switch-made Strucker brand watch engraved with the Hydra logo. Now, the second of the Fox commercials uh, interrupting episodes of WandaVision references Hydra's Wolfgang von Strucker, we may know him from Age of Ultron in the opening uh, scenes of that. Uh, it is stated uh, as wanting to have fun with the idea and the format, Marvel Studios president and producer Kevin Feige said about the Stark Industries toaster. Not yet among you know some of the WandaVision-inspired products for sale. You can see that they're, they're trying to make a spoof on what's going on in the MCU, which is kind of cool. I'm, personally, I would want to have a Stark toaster in my... You know, I, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, so the first wave of WandaVision collectibles and, and apparel revealed by Marvel includes a Strucker watch replica that you can find at Hop Topic. You can actually go to Hot Topic and find one. Additionally, franchise fans will find many WandaVision branded products available for purchase at Zazzle. Now, the collection features old school lunchboxes, drinkware, retro style apparel, and items adorned with the sword emblem introduced in WandaVision. Wow. Kind of interesting that they're doing some cross branding here. I, I, I have to say, I am kind of on board with that. I think it's kind of neat. Um, I think it's a great opportunity to, especially the second I saw those commercials, I said, you got to sell these products. You have to you sell these yeah. products. You yeah. have to. I just think it's a great idea. And they could make some money too because people, we, we, we could, I would buy one. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, especially uh, like I said, the toaster. I mean, I want a yeah. Stark. I want anything that's got the retro '50s style Stark Industry logo on yeah. it. Come on, dude, that's freaking awesome. Awesome. So I would definitely buy that. Uh, so I'd be. I, just, I remember watching it on, and I was I was watching it with my husband, and as soon as that watch came up, I was like, "There's a Hydra thing! There's a Hydra thing!" <laughs> yeah, Easter <laughs> and, eggs and like, galore. What? Yeah. Um, you know, and that's actually perfectly going to lead into uh, this week's topic. And uh, I want to go ahead and roll the spoiler alert warning. And now the reason why I'm doing that, we're going to talk about WandaVision. And we're actually going to break down WandaVision uh, episodes 1, 2, and 3. So if you've not seen uh, 1, 2, or 3 or any of WandaVision and you don't want to be spoiled on some of the things that we're going to talk about, I would highly recommend you please hit pause right now on the video or on the podcast that you're listening to. And then go and enjoy those episodes for what they are. Watch them many times because there's so much stuff to unpack. And then come back here to Pop X 114. Hit that play button and let's get continued on the journey. So I'm going to go ahead and roll the spoiler alert. Beyond this point, you have been warned. Danger. You are about to enter a Pop X spoiler alert. Beyond this point, there is no return. You have been warned. All right, you have been warned, and so we're going to be talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4, the introduction into Phase 4. This is the, the first time we've seen any glimpse of anything after Endgame. And this is going to be awesome because not only is it leading into the next chapter of Marvel, into the cosmic realm of Marvel, it's actually going to be leading us into the multiverse. And so we're going to be doing a lot of cool things here. We're going to be talking about WandaVision first, but on, on topic, we're going to be talking about Falcon, Winter Soldier, and, of course, Spider-Man 3. We can't forget about that. But let's focus for the next few minutes on WandaVision, and let's talk a little bit about that. Now, I do want to say right off the bat, Episodes 1, 2, and 3, if you don't know what you're looking at, you don't know what's going on, you don't realize where it's coming from, you could get a little lost. But yeah. having said that, <laughs> when you realize the concept of the show and where this is being projected from, everything will start to get into perspective. And uh, Austin, I want to start with you. What are some of your thoughts and, and, and stuff about WandaVision as of right now, episode one, two, and three? We're going to talk not individually, as a whole. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll we'll get into the future here in just a second. Oh well. yeah. So I'll uh, <laughs> I actually have a little bit of a a little little something I'm I'm on board with in terms of what someone may have heard uh, out Ooh. of the set. Oh. Of division. We could discuss that. Okay. Um, but for right now, <clears throat> I, I think these first three episodes are some of the most fascinating things we've gotten from the MCU, and it's not necessarily because I was awestruck by the first episode. I mm -hmm. watched it and I said, "Oh, that was weird," but there's something about it for me that was so intriguing and authentic and different and capturing. Well, I mean, each episode captures the decade that it's representing perfectly yes. in terms of television. Uh, but if you're not, you know, if you don't care about 50s and 60s television, then you're not going to care about the first two episodes, right? But, and here's what I said in my multiple videos, I said, you know, even if you're not on board with that style, and I think it's a great opportunity for the two actors to showcase their stuff, their skills in terms of Emmy nominations, but even if you don't care about that, what I love about this show so far is the amount of Easter eggs, <laughs> the amount of, 
of, of hidden comic book nuggets that we can keep watching. And it's almost like it's a cross between, and you're going to hear this from pretty much everyone, it's a cross between Black Mirror, The Twilight Zone, and The Truman Show. Because the Man. whole time, you feel like, and you along with our characters, you feel like you're being watched. You feel like something else is at play here. And our characters, whether it's that f false smile on their face or the fact that Wanda seems like she's just kind of curating this entire thing, deep down it all seems terrifying. And I love that the first two episodes kind of veered into horror territory. You did. Because we get into those moments at the end of the episodes, and it's like, oh, no, here's where it starts going down. And then episode three, the final five minutes, everything goes down. It strays <laughs> away from horror, goes into full sci-fi comic book glory. And we now have a good idea of where we're headed. Um, but I just think the show has built up that something else is going on here, uh, a feel so well. Mm -hmm. And according to Paul Bettany in an interview, episode four is apparently the most wild episode yet. So I can't wait to see where it goes, man. I think these first three episodes are fascinating so far so paul bettany went on record to say four will be the most oh, craziest in it's one. about to go down man so well you know on the stems the 80s episode, it has to be the wildest right oh it's <laughs> gotta be i mean it has to be yeah. i mean you yeah. know but i think um well before i share Lindsay, let's let's hit with you uh so okay. what did you what did you um, think about it? collectively i went into wandavision vision vision into this show completely ignorant of the comic book background as I feel like as per usual on par with me. But that's not a bad thing though. That's <laughs> no, not a bad thing. I mean, it kind of gives you, it, I, I understand the, where the rooted complaints are about this show. Um, and because I was getting so frustrated because I'm so in love with the MCU and the storylines yeah. that they've built and the characters as we know them. And then they give us this and we're like, well, that's freaking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, it's a, just a completely different tone. It's a completely it different pace. It's a completely different monster completely. And to take that on after building up this level of expectation for a decade, I can see where there's some negativity coming from some of these, but I'm also one of those kids that likes really weird stuff. So this is real, right up my alley with the Easter eggs and the, and I like to, to seek out the knowledge so that I can understand it better. So, um, I was telling Joe pre-show last night so that I actually knew what the heck was going on. I went to fandom.com into the Marvel archives and Ooh. I read Wanda's entire backstory. Hey, hey. it's going to take you a minute. It's not. <laughs> A short one. It's not short There's at all. There's a lot of things to unpack there. There's a lot of directions this show can go, but mm -hmm. now I know what all the directions are, and I am in oh. it to win it until yeah. they stop making it. There's going to be some fun things happening. There's going to be a lot of twists and turns. You're just going to have to be patient and let it unfold. And yeah. I think you said it, if if I may, you said it perfectly, Lindsay. You got to be patient. Because I think that the moment when the reveal happens, we're, it, it was it's the same thing that happened in Mandalorian season one episode one at the end, and we all saw Baby Yoda Grogu for the first time. 
You remember that? You remember that <laughs> feeling, though, that literally, John, uh, you know, John Favreau had us literally by the set and was like molding us and what? He's like, I got you. Way to the end. Yeah. You yeah. just got to get through it. You can, you can feel the, the tension starting to build up. Yeah. You're, you're starting to feel that, that, that release is just around the corner where you're just oh, going to yeah. be like, all right, guys, I'm, I'm in this with you guys. Let's go. And, and, and for me, you know, I think I love, I grew up on Lassie. I grew up on Leave it to Beaver, The Munsters, The Addams Family, all black and white. Um, you know, I never did watch the Dick Van Dyke show, which was kind of what this was spoofed and patterned after. Yes. Uh, but I did grow up on black and white company, uh, comedy and uh, Andy Griffith show uh, was another great example of that. And I'm very thankful that I had that heritage to grow up on some some pure, wholesome comedy. Um, but I think for me, man, episode three was just like, wow, what is happening here? And um, the moment, I can't remember the character. Um, it was the the character that was there during the birthing scene um, when when Wanda was giving birth and uh, she had the afro. I can't remember her name right off the bat. But when she, when, when Wanda... Oh, the shield agent. Well, she was, she was a sword agent. Um, when, when Wanda realized that she's not supposed to be there and then she mentally telepathically kicked her out of her realm and she landed outside of the bubble. It reminds me of that TV show that was on about six years ago called the dome. You remember the dome Yeah. where there was a, this dome that just appeared on this rural town in Indiana for no reason. And, the, and everybody was trapped inside of it. It kind of reminds me of the dome a little bit. Wanda has created a mental telepathic dome, and she has created a dystopian universe in her mind because she's had a psychotic break after Vision's death. Yeah, that's 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 seriously that will be my take on it. And I agree. And as as the events and as people are trying to infiltrate the dome, the agent that we saw, yeah. things are starting to come out because the agent started Monica? asking her about Pietro. Monica. Yep. Her uh, Pietro, her her brother. Oh, didn't he die in in Sokovia during the Ultron battle? And she was, and you could just see like you could see Wanda like literally come from this 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 euphoric happy state to like. And I was like, oh my god, she just went into end game mode. Look at her face. It was a switch that just got turned on. It was crazy. Do you all do you all know where Monica Rambeau, where we have seen her before in the Marvel universe? Was, was she in the, the was she she was in Netflix wasn't she she is the young girl from Captain Marvel remember Captain Marvel's friend that had the That's young her? daughter that is her That's she is the daughter girl? oh my god are you serious fire pilot friend's daughter yes get out of here right now yeah uh, but that was just 5 6 years ago 5 years ago yeah. well that's what? her daughter what because remember a captain marvel took place in the 90s so, yeah. Oh. So she has now grown up into how old she is now. An yeah. agent. Dang. That's yeah. crazy. Mike, I know you got something you want to add to this WandaVision conversation here. What's, there, what's your first impressions of the show? So Lay it down, boy. Yeah. I got two sides to this. Uh, one is the story side of it, and the other is the technical side of it. Ooh, you know, I mean, okay. as, far as, as far as the show goes, I, it, it took me a while to kind of pick up on it and what was going on up until the point to where they were all sitting at the, the dinner party with Mr. Hart from the, <laughs> from the place where she, they, neither one could remember when they were married or where they were from. So at that point, I started to kind of figure something was up. 
you know, and it was uh, in regards to that first episode that you mentioned, Joe, about the Dick Van Dyke show. Mm -hmm. Dick Van Dyke was a consultant on this show. They brought in Dick Van Dyke as a consultant. Brilliant. Yeah, that I found out well after the fact that they brought him in and they brought him into a lunch and they told him told him what they were doing and he put in his input on how it should be done. So that's why it looks so good. I wonder if they did the same for the the '70s show with the Bewitched style. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I I I haven't seen anything, but I just I heard about the thick just the aesthetic of it all. Like the second, you know, the second episode where the, you know, it's it's got that, um, you know, bewitched style entrance uh, opening, and it was it was the first thing that caught me was right when it started. It had the moon, and it did like the three, do- the six dots all around the moon. So I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's got to be. Then it started to kind of hit me, and then during the scene where you know the uh, he's practicing the magic, the cabinet has got the hexagon on it. So, and even through all the intros and stuff like that, it's, there's something with the hexagon that, that's deeply involved in the show. The hexagon yeah. is actually, um, hold on a minute. I got I it. about to drop some nerd knowledge. I love it. So when a witch casts a spell, it's called a hex. Okay. You following me? Yeah. When Wanda uses her powers in the, in the comics, <clears throat> you know, a lot of powers, you know, Spider-Man has his, has his web. All of her energy is shown as hexagons. And that is why on the end of episode two, when the screen faded, it faded into a hexagon. Why? Because mm. Wanda is casting a spell on everything around her, creating the bubble in which she's in. Yeah. The yeah. hexagon is a witch reference because Wanda is a witch. Wow. Um, so the more you know, um so yes that plays a huge role into it and i i just yeah good pull that you pulled that out but did you notice on the magic coffin the symbol painted on the front did anybody catch that mind stone it was the mind stone interesting it was the mind stone painted right on the front and you could see the rays you know point for yeah (laughs) But uh, I just I just love it because the sense of detail is is so deep on that, and um, you know we're going to see more of that. I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, references of witches and 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 hexes and stuff in this show, and um, I'm happy that they're exploring it. I, I kind of I can't wait to see where it's going to go. That, uh, you know they're they're getting into, it. and then my comic knowledge of Wanda and Vision is it's very slim, so. I had to look for supplements to kind of fill in and it all made more sense. And I'm kind of like more motivated into the show now, knowing a yeah. lot of stuff that I know, yeah. you know, and there's, there's a the whole theory about, uh, is it, uh, Ag- uh Agnes, Ag- Agnes, Agnes yeah, yeah. That stuff, I'm kind of intrigued to see about that. Agnes is a witch in the comics. Agnes. Yeah. So that's why, you know, and mm-hmm. then stuff like, you know, stuff like that is just, uh, you know, I'm kind of, interested in see you know where that goes and in the third season kind of it's like like what side is she on really you know yeah. so but uh yeah she's whispering over the over the fence to her neighbor it's like you don't yeah. know we don't know what she said yeah so that's, that's one thing i'm trying to figure out what what side it is and i've noticed in the commercials that they have too we've seen three commercials and it's been the three same actors that have been in the commercials so i'm yeah. wondering how that plays you know interesting if, 
you know, they're somehow tied in with, you know, with, with Wanda somehow. I, I haven't kind of figured that part out yet. Well, now that we, we have the children on board, you know, we have the twins, which is comic book, you know, it's comic book canon, William and Tom. Um, so we have those two. Um, is it Tom, right? I think. It's uh, Tommy and Billy. Tommy and Billy. Well, William, Bill. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Um, so um, it's interesting, though, because in, in according to the comics, and I want to go on a side tangent for 60 seconds excuse me while i vomit out comic <laughs> galore um here's something a lot of people may not know and we we saw a hint of this the beekeeper from the sewer in episode mm -hmm. one i believe that is a fragment of the enemy to come and the reason why i say that is remember when wanda looked at that and said no and everything switched mm -hmm. um I think that might be um, – I'm on board with a lot of what the internet is saying about Mephisto. I believe that, that at some point we may see that. I don't know if he's going to be the big bad of the entire show. Um, but I, according to the comic book canon, Mephisto is a fragment of a celestial. And yeah. Vision and Wanda can't physically have children because he's an android. He can't, he can't procreate. He can't replicate. And so um, the fact of the matter is – According to the comics, a fragment of a celestial came in mental contact with Wanda, and Wanda became pregnant with twins. And so that fragment is a fragment of Mephisto, mm. which ties in to celestials, which ties in to Eternals, which ties in to Galactus, which ties in... You see where I'm going with this? Multiverse. Um so there is a lot to unpack there. Now, will they go that route and go that dark? I don't know. I don't really know. But here's the thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the comics, the twins die because Mephisto comes to claim his. Think about this as like <clears throat> a horcrux. And this is the best way I can describe it. You know, you have what? how many Deathly Hallows and horcruxes do you have to create Voldemort? Mm -hmm. Mephisto is a fragment of a larger piece of the puzzle. He's a fragment. Remember that. Yeah. He is a celestial. So there's a bigger thing at play here. And I can understand already Kevin Feige has mentally laid this out. And the next six years is going to be insane. Um, so he thought this out with Thanos. I'm sure he's thought this out with Phase 4. Um, so, but that's my take on it. But, you know, anyway. Anybody well, want to talk? Talk. I, I'm done talking for a minute. Well, you're you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think Mephisto, well, you, you're also right in the fact that he may not be the main villain, right? He could be almost the Darth Sidious to a Darth Vader, who's the Darth Vader we don't know, um, but he's definitely playing, playing a part, especially now that we have the twins. Another thing that I've heard from a couple of sources and one person in particular that I'm actually friends with who apparently uh, knows someone who was on set this could also open up the door to the X-Men. That's mm -hmm. what I was going to ask. Yeah, There's because, and I'll say this, we don't, this, again, this is pure rumor, but about six months ago, no, it's probably longer than that now, um, Evan Peters was spotted on the set of WandaVision. Now, Evan Peters is Quicksilver, mm -hmm. but not 
Quicksilver in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men universe. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people were saying he's playing somebody new. He's playing somebody different. But in the back of all of our heads, we're thinking he's Quicksilver. Like, why would he apparently he is the introduction to the X-Men because somehow she conjures the Quicksilver from an alternate universe to our universe in some form or variation, and he will appear in one of the episodes. Now, again, that is that is all rumor. He could have just been visiting a friend on set, but we know oh. he was on set. What was he doing on the set of WandaVision? That's my question. I've heard that Evan Peters rumor. That, that is going back a while ago. Yeah. <clears throat> and people are just now kind of recirculating, yeah. and now one person apparently knows that he is Quicksilver. Uh, do I buy that completely? I don't know. Man, but with that's a what's big happening one. right now with the multiverses, man, and Spider-Man, I, I do not put it past Marvel to do that. Well, I don't. as as of right now, in the, the in Wanda's little timeline story, we're in the uh, House of M is the title of yes. this storyline oh, that we're yeah. in the midst of currently. Mm -hmm. And uh, once she gets past this whole dream world. There is so many different avenues that this can go. There's an, a, an yeah. Avengers West Coast storyline where we can yeah. Wonder Man. Well, She-Hulk is in Avengers West Coast. Yes. Yeah. So that pulls in her. There's the uh, multiple storylines that involve different and ways to introduce -Hulk, the X-Men. She-Hulk is actually slated sense. for MCU Phase 4 as well. Um. Also, yeah. Doctor yeah. Strange is very much involved with this storyline. So that pulls into the multiverse movie that he's talking about. Mm -hmm. He comes and saves her butt a lot. Also, you um, also Pym and Wasp and the whole Ant-Man crew also show up in her timeline too. So you are going to see probably a lot of different mentions, probably not specifically written the way that the comics were because this is the MCU and they can do what they want. Correct. But you're going to see a lot of these references, whether they're through Easter eggs or through merging timelines. Subtle nods. Yeah. yeah. So many different things. I'm so glad, Lindsay Badger, you took the effort today. You I did your homework. did my homework. You it's did your dang homework. I, people, I feel like, are going to overlook this as not a pivotal thing. Yeah. And you're really going to see that this is really the foundation and the reason why they chose this storyline to be first. You have to build the foundation first yes. before you can get to the awesomeness that's about to come, people. This is going to be an amazing do, thing. Do you think, I'm throwing this out there hypothetically, now that Lindsay has opened up this can of worms, do you think that WandaVision will be the conduit to which the multiverse is opened up officially within all the MCU? I, I do. highly think so. I okay. do. I'm all on board that, for sure. So, I mean, this we're talking not just X-Men. We're talking Fantastic Four. We're talking everything. Everything. I mean, I mean, okay, so the fact that the House of M kind of comes to a close with her demanding and commanding no more mutants, how are they going to work that any other way to not bring in some form of mutant? You have a really yeah. good uh, argument there, Lindsay Badger. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like a you have a you have a darn good argument. And again, I have to say, I applaud you for doing your homework because you've made my job a lot easier tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're welcome, but, sir. But you know, you start thinking about the multiverse, 
and you start thinking about all the facets of the multiverse. Um, big picture. Stay with me for a second. I got. I'm on a thought. So we had the snap, right? The event that happened in Infinity War, which created a global event. What if WandaVision does something to the universe that can't be undone? Where dimensions are opened, yeah. and you, they're going to have to have Hank Pym, Ant-Man, they're going to have, have Benedict Cumberbatch, they're going to have everybody on board to try to fix not this. A what if that actually happens. Well, yeah, you know, I'm just saying, though, but what if we but see if they that? Bring that? Oh, my gosh, it's going to be the two But it's like a second event after another event. Yeah. And There's it, a lot of layers. And then this, this event will feed into Spider-Man 3, which is going to what we're actually going to be talking about next. Oh, my God, if you've been under a rock for the past month, the casting for Spider-Man 3 is what? On fire. Um, let me just name some of the names here. Charlie Cox, a.k.a. Daredevil from Netflix. Tobey Maguire, original 3 trilogy. Andrew Garfield. Alfred Molina, the original Dr. Octopus. Kirsten Dunst, Emma Stone, Jamie Foxx is reprising his role as Electro. Benedict Cumberbatch is coming on board to be in the film. What? All right, so, yeah, you can actually see the direction they're going. How does that not make you excited to be a Marvel fan right about now? And you know it's going to be done Do well. You know it's yeah, going to be done good. great. Yeah. So, whoa. Yeah, man. I'm just, Me like, having a total nerd moment. I'm going to go change my underwear in about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's, it's just the fact that they're – so what I've heard, again, uh, what I've heard is Charlie Cox is not actually back as Daredevil in the suit. He is just Peter's lawyer Matt in Murdoch. this movie, which, which would make all Perfect of the sense. sense. Yeah. It makes so much sense. And from the leaked set photos that I've talked about, uh, there are posters found on set of we are with Mysterio, we are with – Peter Parker. So there is a there's a civil dispute on who people believe. Now, an easy fix to this, a trial. In my opinion, a great way to do it is somewhere at the end of the film you have Andrew Garfield swinging around a Spider-Man and Tom Holland is Tom, is Peter Parker and everyone sees that and they go, "Oh, well maybe Peter Parker isn't Spider-Man." I think that's an easy fix. But you also have three essentially three cataclysmic events in one movie. You have the fallout with Mysterio. You have the the inclusion of all of these characters from the other universes. And then you have the rumored storyline of the beginning of the Sinister Six with Mysterio and Vulture and maybe some people they pull in from the multiverse. They're saying possibly Doc Ock and, and some others. Um, you also have Scorpion, who's confirmed to be in the movie. My question to you all is, obviously, it could be too convoluted. Is this... Too much, right? I, I, I'm pumped out of my mind. I'm thrilled. Is this too much for one movie? Are they going to split it in two? How's this going to work? Really good point. I mean, honestly, I think if the storyline is going to be on that epic of a scale, which I already know they probably have some idea about it, maybe the Multiverse of Madness will be part two, Austin. I, 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 and here's why I think you're right, and that's the perfect segue into... You bring back Sam Raimi. Why do you do that? Why do you bring back Sam Raimi, the director of the first three Spider-Man movies? So a, a great rumor that's going around right now, and I don't know if it's 
completely legit is that Multiverse of Madness will feature a prominent Spider-Man, but that is not Tom Holland. The rumor is, one of the rumors, is Multiverse of Madness, Tobey Maguire will be the prominent Spider-Man, making sense why Sam Raimi would take on that. And we will not only explore that multiverse, but it will also open up other multiverses, whether it be the Foxverse or be, uh, you know, the rumor way back when of Tom Cruise cast as Iron Man. There's a rumor that Tom Cruise could actually play Iron Man in another universe. So it is going to be, when it says multiverse I heard of that. madness. Tom Cruise was supposed to be madness. originally the Iron Man. Dude, pure madness. <laughs> I don't know how it gets any crazier than that. But you think about it, though, in terms of the whole multiverse, it all is starting from one pivotal point, Wanda. <laughs> and, yes. you know, her psychotic break in all of this, I think by the time we get to the end, what is it, episode eight is going to be the finality, or six? And what is it, six or eight? Uh, it's actually nine. There's actually nine. Nine episodes, episodes in one division. Yeah. I feel by the time we get to episode nine, we're going to be jumping in our seats ready for Spider-Man 3. Oh. I mean, I think it's going to leave a huge door. There's going to be Easter eggs. There's going to be probably cameos that we didn't even expect in this thing. Yeah. And it's just going to leave us all just speechless. So you're looking at the list here now. <clears throat> when we're talking about phase four, we're not going to talk about all of phase four. Because you talk about Shang-Chi and all that other stuff and, and Guardians... Of the Galaxy Volume 3, we ain't even there yet. No. But while we are, where we are, we can talk about that's in production or pre-production. So we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming up later this year. That's in March or April? I think so. Yeah. yeah. March. So that's going to be awesome. And that's we're great. starting now to get these characters that are in post-endgame. We're starting to see the, the repercussions of, you know, old man, what happened with old man Steve Rogers and how is how is uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier taking on the mantle? We're sharing the mantle of Captain America. And uh, so that's going to be a great storyline. That's another phase four project that's going to be coming out. And then we also have a Black Widow and we also have Loki. Now, Loki is going to be another Disney Plus um, feature um, that's going to be slated. If I'm not mistaken, isn't that... 20 that's christmas right doesn't that come out around yeah. christmas yeah it'll be around <clears throat> so i think there's the three core disney shows you've got this uh, first part and you've got falcon winter soldier and then that late fall probably early christmas we're going to be getting a very good christmas present with loki <laughs> i can't wait i mean it's just going to be amazing i mean we all know when we saw an end game he, he grabbed the uh the tesseract and it just vanished he was gone Joe, do you remember us? I don't know if you remember this. So it, it may be on video somewhere. We actually, both of us, had a full conversation about Loki leaving Endgame and going straight into his series before it was even announced that that was the case. So we were both we are, spot yeah. on. I do, remember, I do remember that. That was like two yeah. and a half years ago. It's forever ago. Yeah. And but we, we were speculating. It. It's like, man, what if, they, what if he just goes in and boom, it's his own show? <laughs> it was like six months later they announced it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the frick? Spot on, dude. Kevin Spot Feige. On, Kevin Feige is a fan of Pop X Cast. That's all I can say. I love you, Kevin. Yeah. Well, thank you for what you did to me last week. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, um, so a couple more things I want to talk about here before we before we leave. Things are in that. Like I said, remember what I said in production for Phase Four. Yeah. Well, we have the Eternals already been filmed. That film is already done, and it's it's scheduled for a 2022 release, I do believe, early uh, 2022. The Eternals is going to introduce us to what I referenced earlier, Celestials. 
It's going to bring in the whole cosmic realm. It's going to bring in a lot of stuff. And uh, so that's going to be great. It's going to probably explain a lot about Mephesto, Galactus, and things like that. And we've, t we've talked before about a couple of Celestials already. Well, we did the origin stories of yeah, Celestials. We, did, uh, we unpacked yeah. the entire... We, we threw down all of them. <laughs> we sure did. Uh, then we have Black Widow. That, of course, that's already been filmed, and that's slated for a, um, I believe, uh, what is that, Christmas 2021 release? November, was it, or something like that? Wherever it moves to. I don't know. It changes every day, <laughs> it seems like. It does, we shall um, next up, too, we have She-Hulk. Now, we had a little rumor of Jessica Ritter, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, is going to be part of that. But we do have the casting announcement um, for She-Hulk. And um, let's see, what was the name of the, um, the lady cast for She-Hulk? I can't remember her name off um, the top of my head. Mm, I can't either. But, She's great, though. But um, I'm sorry? Ooh. Tatiana Maslani. Yep, that's it. I love you, Mike. You are my fact guy. Um, but yes, I can totally see that. I can see a good CGI version of her becoming Hulk. That's going to be awesome. Uh, can't wait for that. And like Lindsay said, you know, there is a West Coast Avengers, and She-Hulk and Scarlet Witch are a part of that, the founding members. And guess what? So is Vision. Ooh. Vision is in West Coast Avengers. Um, and then let's see here. We're, no official word yet on what the properties are happening with Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Punisher. We have heard rumors, and none of it's solidified, that John Bernthal is going to be returning as the Punisher in a War Journal's Chronicle on Hulu. Haven't heard anything tangible to back that up. We don't really know. I mean, at this point, it's hearsay until we actually see the production notes and in, in, in moving forward with it. Um, but wouldn't it be perfect because we have Blade coming because there are rumors of Ghost Rider? I mean, all of those characters multiple times together in the comics, but they're all very similar tones, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be perfect if we brought Punisher back to pair him up with these characters? I, I just, this darker sector of the MCU. Oh, and the Deadpool confirmation as well. Oh, we didn't um, even talk about that. Yes. Yeah. How I does mean, this fit in, Joe? Uh, Joe, what? Well, and he's actually going to be in the actual MCU. He is in the be MCU. Rated R yes. Yes. Well, I mean, I think I, I think you can't do Deadpool without it being rated R. You cannot yeah. have Ryan Reynolds no in way. that suit without his foul mouth. It yeah. just would not work any other way. But the fact now he's going to be in the MCU, I would just love it if you have this random multiverse battle, all hell breaking loose, Benedict Cumberbatch with the <laughs> rings and Wanda with her hexes, and all of a sudden you got Deadpool down in the corner. Well, well did I leave the snow? You know, some kind of random comment that's just going to break the fourth wall right in the middle of an action scene. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes um, but too much drama going on. We need some comedy to break it up. Well, and everyone's, they've always been hesitant about putting Deadpool in the MCU because you go from that R personal film to the PG-13. For me, bleep his curse word. <laughs> he breaks the fourth wall. It doesn't bleep matter. his yeah. curse word. Yeah. Dude, um, you know how funny it would be if they were bleeping him out? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Also, how in the world can we have Deadpool without the X-Men? Well, there was rumors that you Jackman, you <laughs> Jackman was in talks with Kevin Feige to don the claws one more time. Yeah, that was a year and a half ago. That I mean, was over a year and a half now. ago. I mean, you know, and I'm sure there's things that are under wraps that none of us know about. Yeah. But if they're moving forward with Deadpool officially now as under the Marvel Studios Disney 
Banner, and so is X Men. There, you got to do it. You just you Deadpool gotta you you gotta have Logan yeah. and De- dude. What if Deadpool three was Wolverine and and Deadpool? I just would, just I would explode. <laughs> I couldn't contain myself, bro. Oh, put a fork in me. I'm done. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, and then last but not least, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. <clears throat> As we said earlier, I kind of feel that that's going to be Spider-Man Part 2 of the Multiverse. I kind of feel that that's going to be the culmination of, I think it may end on a cliffhanger. Now I'm saying this, mm-hmm. I think. But I kind of feel that it would be appropriate to end, you know, the Spider-Man 3 on a cliffhanger type event. And it will pick up. You know, Infinity War, Endgame, that type of situation. Um, but we'll see. There's so much here to unpack. I mean, you talk about Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4. There is a lot. I mean, there's stuff that we haven't even mentioned. We haven't even went down the What If series or Shang-Chi or any of that. Uh, for, for, I mean, we even forgot Blade. You can't even talk about that yet. Yeah. And Wesley yeah. Snipe returning to, to give the mantle. Black Panther 2, Thor, yeah. Love and Thunder. I mean, there is just so much here to unpack that's not even begun production yet. I mean, oh, geez. Just when you thought that the roller coaster is coming down on the bottom of Endgame, Kevin Feige's like, no, no, yeah. we, we're, we ain't even a quarter of the way done with this track yet. Let me show you something else. And um, I think it's going to even get better, obviously, with the, the buyout of Fox Studios and, and then coming in under the Marvel umbrella of all those properties. So for the first time, Marvel has full reign of Spider-Man and all the properties. They can do whatever they want to. Eh, dude, it's sky's the limit at this point. It's it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Oh, and I don't know if we've reported this on PopX, but this may have happened while we were away in our six-month hiatus during the COVID. Um Marvel Studios did acquire all rights to The Incredible Hulk from Universal Comcast. Mm-hmm. So there and is that is why we are getting the Abomination returning in She-Hulk. Bingo. And it's the same actor that played in The Incredible Hulk as well. <laughs> yeah, boy. Keep it oh, in the real quick. There's a uh, since we were talking the Evan Peters uh situation. Mm. There's something that just posted Evan Peters is playing Speed, not Quicksilver. Mm. It says uh, WandaVision ep- episode three might have hinted as Evan Peters' introduction as Tom Shepard, aka Speed, contrary to the rumors that he would be replacing Aaron Tyler Johnson as Quicksilver. Interesting. I, I don't have any commentary on that. But again, I. <laughs> See, I, I like seeing Austin thinking about something here. To me, Something. to me, that is that is just pure confusion for fans. Because Fe- here's what Feige's mentality is. Well, I know fans have seen the X-Men movies. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cast them as a different... Hmm. Is that Wanda and Vision over your right shoulder? And Falcon Pops? It, it is. I do have uh, five WandaVision Pops, I believe. Yeah, you, are, you are seriously... Did, you see, did I show you my, my new one? Psycho. Did I show you my new one? Spider Hulk. Oh, I saw it, man. I saw that one. I really wanted it. Yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> I, like I got, I got to give some yeah. love for Spider Hulk in the in the chat. Oh, dude, you know you love Spider Hulk. Yes, Spider Hulk is a thing. Peter Parker did become the Hulk in one episode. Yes, he did. Yes, um, he did. On the cusp of She Hulk, 
if they do not include General Thunderbolt Ross as the Red Hulk, I will be mad. We need a Red Hulk. I think it's a must. I think it's a must. You they have to have Red Hulk. The fact that they just brought him back in the MCU is one thing. Yeah. You don't leave that storyline because that is too big of a character not to include, man. I think it's a must. Yeah. I'm, I'm with we got to have some Red Hulk. All right, guys. Man, holy cow. We can go on. Like Mike said earlier at the beginning of the show, we could talk three hours seriously on MCU Phase 4, but we do have lives to lead, and we have people to kill on Call of Duty. And <laughs> oh. No, I'm just messing with you. Um <laughs> But I'm, I want to tell you guys, you know, if you like today's show, man, and we have really unpacked a lot of stuff, and if there's something that we missed as Team Pop X, please leave it in the comments. Let us know. I mean, there's so much stuff and so much facts going on and circulating about what's going on in the MCU and Phase 4 and WandaVision and Spider-Man 3 and all these properties that we've mentioned. I just want to make sure that we get the full story as well. So yeah. if we miss something, please let us know and call it out in the chat room. Or just leave us a comment, popxcast at gmail.com. Leave us an email. For God's sake, just email us. That's all you got to do. Just just carry type it pigeon. up. Just do it. I mean, carrier pigeons are great, too. I mean, we'll do the Hogwarts way if that's what's five more. Just an owl. Yeah, just tie it to an owl's leg and just let it go. But, um, Austin, do you have any closing thoughts? Lindsay, you got any closing thoughts on MCU Phase 4 as we know uh, it? I just say that if you still feel lost, go dive down the nerdy rabbit hole and you will feel even more lost and excited <laughs> but it kind of doesn't it kind of feel invigorating to be lost and wondering I what's next i want to go back and read it again just because i don't think i got all of it the first time yeah yeah you can't there's a, there's a lot of stuff there austin anything for you closing thoughts while it's a very different feeling i i have the same sense of excitement that i had when iron man one came out it, it's almost a revamp mm. of, of this universe of sorts and I love starting us out with this weird sitcom Twilight Zone show going straight into what looks like a, an action thriller show in Falcon the Winter Soldier and then going full sci-fi mysticism with Loki. It's like Kevin Feige saying, I can do everything. <laughs> I, I, as long I, as... I've, Doctor Strange shows up every once in a while. I'm a happy girl. My <laughs> and, and he and he will. <laughs> I was asked favorite. the other day. I was asked the other day, Austin, who is the the main guy going forward? And to me, I, I think the clear answer is Doctor Strange. Absolutely. Yeah. I Absolutely. think he is. So this is starting over, revamping, and my excitement, while I never expected it to be this way, has never been higher just for the MCU. All the Cumberbatch. Just give oh. it all to me. Yep. So excited, guys. I, I love me some Cumberbatch. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah. But, I'm um, so well, guys, thank you so much for that. And, and we're going to wrap things up here and, and, and just talk. But we can go all day on all of this stuff, like we yeah. said. And it's just a lot of stuff to unpack. It's a lot of stuff to wrap your head around. And we'll be back in two weeks and we'll be able to talk about two more episodes of WandaVision. So we're going to continue this on. And then I want to, yeah. at the end of the episode, I'll share a little something that we're going to be doing too, trying out. But, uh, Austin, go ahead and, uh, leave the way into the extra multiverse of exitory proposition, if you will. Well, yeah. you guys can uh, find me, follow me, or, you know, like come over or something. Uh, at the Birkinator, just find, search and find me. Uh, we are also a part of the newly formed creative group known as the Creative Multiverse. For more great media content, artwork, and more, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
at the Creative Multiverse. If you are a creative, produce content, or have a talent, we want to see it. And we would like for you guys to share that with us in the multiverse. Marvel's not the only one. We have <laughs> multiverse as well. So join us. Join. I like it when you get all metaphysical. And if you want to like connect with Topic Cast, <laughs> like we Sarah's are also playing. on social media. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You can find us on all the places he just said, plus probably a few more. They're all at Topics Cast. Mm hmm. As Joe had mentioned earlier, you can send all the comments and suggestions, wild theories, and nerdy goodness all to us through the emails, if you so choose. Popxcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we will remind you again, if you want to go check out all of the great past shows and even the future ones that are coming, make sure you go to our website, www.popxcast.com. And I am Joseph Burke, a.k.a. at Joseph Burke Arts, all over the social media. It's not too hard to find me. I just search Joseph Burke Arts. And hats off, um, as always, to the amazing Team Pop X for just coming together. All four of us are here tonight. We're doing well. We're blessed and highly favored. And we're just doing a fantastic... You're looking fantastic there, Ghostbusters. What do you want? Uh, you look like you're Annie Potts there. Are you auditioning? What you, what's, what's going on, Austin? I'm confused. I don't know where I am. <laughs> Good. Good answer. Um, I will say this much before we go. We're going to try something a little different to interject a little new, a little bit of new content in the PopX cast in the next few weeks ahead and the next year ahead. We're going to be trying a new segment called the Retro Rewind. The Retro Re Rewind is basically us spending about 10 minutes watching. We're all in our own way. You're going to watch a movie in the weeks before the show. That would be me, Lindsay, Mike, and Austin. And it'll be a retro film from the 80s. So it'll be something like The Goonies or Flight of the Navigator or Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then we're going to spend 10 minutes and talk about it. And we're going to review it. We're going to actually score the film. And so it's kind of a new way to interject some new content, but at the same time, it gets us to watch some retro movies that we grew up with. And some movies I bet Austin has probably not even seen. Yeah. yeah. So quite a few. Yeah. Yes. And so we're, you know, I, I think Top, Top Gun's on the list. Big Trouble in Little China's on the list. Robocop. The Danger Zone. We're going to the Danger Zone. Yeah. Yes. But uh, so that'll be called the Retro Rewind. Look for that coming up on February the 7th when we return for episode 115. And we'll be talking more about WandaVision and we'll be talking about uh, whatever's coming out in the world that, that week. So thank you guys so much for tuning. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we really do appreciate you. We thank you guys so much for all your subs that you throw us over on um, uh, Apple and Google Play and all the other places. Thank you guys so much for just being a faithful listener and downloader to our podcast. And please click on the subscribe button and follow us on YouTube yes. and subscribe to yes. our channel, please. We're not in this. If you notice when you watch a PopX cast episode on YouTube, we're not monetizing. We do this because it's a hobby podcast because we love talking about comics. Now, we can charge and we can put the ads in there, but you know what? It's not about that for us. We love comics and we're going to talk about comics, okay? So from all of us here at PopXCast, thanks for listening, thanks for downloading, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to PopXCast. As you're enjoying listening or viewing our shows, please consider clicking on the subscribe button to our feed and click the Get Notifications buttons so you don't miss out on great future content. 
like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash popxcast, and on Instagram at popxcast. And be sure to drop us an email anytime at popxcast at gmail.com. For more great content, check out the Creative Multiverse, where science, art, and imagination come together with artistic talents. The Creative Multiverse can be found on Facebook groups under the same name. We'll see you next time. Get your geek on. <laughs>